1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa Podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and today I'm joined by one of our Career Contessa coaches, Wanda McKinney. If you've ever Googled how to get a raise, you've probably read how job hopping is a surefire way to increase your earnings job hoppers or people who change companies every year or two have credited frequent moves for significant pay bumps throughout their career. But what are the pros and cons to this? Additionally, we will be discussing how common job hopping really is and what to consider before you do it. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Wanda. Well, welcome
1: to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Okay, Wanda. So briefly introduce yourself. And let's also start with a basic understanding of what exactly is job hopping.
1: So I've been in human resources for my entire career, which at this point spans a bit over 20 20 years. And for me, what my career has entailed is I've sat in all types of different roles. I've led every component there is in human resources, particularly uh, talent acquisition, or recruiting falls, has been in every role that I've had um, in a particular leadership space. So when we talk about job hopping, uh, what that means is typically the person who has sat in a role for uh, a bit under 18 months to two years. So that person who takes a new role and then they don't clear that year mark or so, and then they move on to the next job.
0: Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if they have a good reason. It's a job hopping is pretty much defined by the timing, right? It's that two or less years, or you said like around 18 months.
1: Yes. So it is totally driven by time and role. So the good reason could certainly happen. But when we talk about that title of job hopping, we're truly talking about that person who left a role to go to another one with Mm -hmm. another employer.
0: And you and I probably came from similar advice where the advice that I was always given is like, don't leave a role in less than a year, which <laughs> I feel like that advice is definitely kind of expired. So when we talk about job hopping, I do feel like it became, maybe it was always common but I do feel like during COVID it was incredibly common, and I'm I'm just curious from your viewpoint, your experience, especially working in HR. Do you feel this way? Do you feel like you've had a lot of people handing in their resignations and seeing more people who are applying for jobs with you know less multiple years of experience for per job on there?
1: I do think uh, the pandemic has brought a lot of candidates to a different place in how they search for opportunities. So I do believe that with time and the ability to stay at home and kind of look at our look at our careers and what's important family or free time or that work-life balance, I do believe that job hopping has increased drastically uh, due to folks kind of taking an inventory of where they need to be uh, in their career as it relates to some of these other key areas of their life that are quite important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think this is a younger generation thing or do you think everyone's kind of job hopping?
1: I I think it's a blend. So I do believe that the younger generation definitely is kind of moving in that space of moving from one employer to the next. I I even though think that highly tenured employees are looking or had time to look at their current situation and reevaluate how they're approaching work. So I do see older workers or tenured employees um, taking a, a chance and moving from one career to the next.
0: Yeah. I I saw a recent survey by Robert Half. It said that 64% of job offers uh, now favor it, whereas before, people used to think job hopping was bad and that uh, millennial workers felt most favorably about changing jobs with 75% of employees under 34 stating that job hopping could benefit their career. So it almost feels yeah. like this weird stigma that used to exist um, absolutely does not exist anymore. Like people are basically saying, nope, I, I used to even think it was a bad thing, but now I feel like it's probably the right move. And so naturally that's going to work into everyone in the workplace to say, well, if they're all job hopping, why am I not at least considering it, right?
1: (laughs) Correct. No, that's right. 100%. There. 100%.
0: Why do you think people job hop? Is it it all about money, which I know we can talk about in a second? Or or, or are there other reasons why people mostly job hop?
1: I think it's a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I think sometimes you find a person caught in the moment and they're not having the greatest experience at an employer. And it could be in that particular moment in time. I I do think people job hop for the opportunity for financial benefits. And then, you know, we have people who job hop because their personal situations um, by way of their personal obligations have caused them to move from one opportunity to the next. So I think that Mm -hmm. the the list is
0: great. Yeah, I was gonna say the list is sort of uh, a variety. It's like a grab bag. It's like, maybe money is what made you start to think about it. But then are you stagnant in your career? I also feel like during COVID, it felt like a lot of employers weren't super loyal to employees. And so I think that and then when things you know changed and got a little bit better and it became more of an employee's market, I think employees were like, well, why do I need to be loyal to this employer? And I, so I just feel like the views of sticking it out, hanging in there, whether it's a toxic environment, of course, people are feeling no, burnout, no. But then on top of it, it's like, why? Why am I doing this, right? Like job hopping, I think, has kind of gotten to this place of like, I don't owe you. I don't have to be loyal to you because I know when the shoes on the other foot you probably won't be that way to me you know like i don't I, maybe i'm like speaking on behalf of too many <laughs> people who are a job hopping but i do feel like there's a little bit of a sense of like i don't it's not a collective it's more of like what's best for me as the individual
1: yes well listen you know when you think of covid when it started employers had to make some really tough decisions right they had to actually make decisions about situations that no one had any past practices on. So they had to figure out how do we shut down our business? And at what point do we shut down our business? And what's the risk to an employee? So they had a ton of tough questions to answer or figure out. And then employees were on the receiving end of that. And so the employee who felt that that company didn't didn't care for them correctly, they may not have been able to leave in that moment. But then when, when we pivoted to things were a little bit better, those feelings were still in some cases, yeah. still there. And now mm-hmm. I believe we're seeing some of that, I guess, the repercussions it, from some folks of now it's time for me to move on because I, I was viewed as only a number. Some employees may look yeah. at it that way and not realize the full gamut of the decisions that had to be made for all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Claire. Claire is an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with streamlined selections of designer curated colors, peel and stick swatches, premium paint and supplies, and it's all delivered straight to your door. Claire is a black woman owned company founded by interior designer, Nicole Gibbons. Nicole saw that the traditional paint shopping experience was outdated and full of hassle. So she decided to create a better brand and a whole new experience that's easier, faster, more convenient, and definitely more inspiring. Claire also offers ultra-premium paint that's healthier for your home and environment. Claire brings an expert point of view on color and design, which sets the brand apart from other paint companies. Claire focuses on fewer but better colors instead of overwhelming you with thousands of colors. I think we've all been there where you just stare at that wall and you don't know where to start. Plus, if you need a little help choosing a paint color, you can try Claire Color Genius. This is their really fun two-minute quiz that's like having an interior designer help you choose your own paint color, which sounds pretty awesome to me. All you have to do is answer a few easy questions about your space and your style, and then Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation for you. Another tool to help make choosing a color easy is Claire's peel and stick paint swatches. They are an exact match to the paint color and finish, and you can just instantly see what color works best in your space. With Claire, you can find everything you need to choose a paint color and tackle your paint project with confidence without leaving your home. From the products to inspiration, tips, and tutorials, it's literally a one-stop shop. So for your next paint project, definitely give Claire a try. You can visit Claire at www.claire.com backslash Contessa and Claire is spelled C-L-A-R-E. So backslash Contessa to get started. So when you use the code Contessa, which is C-O-N-T-E-S-S-A, you'll receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. Okay, one more time. That's www.claire.com backslash Contessa use the code contessa for $5 off. All right, now let's get back to the show. So I want to discuss the elephant in the room, which is that job hoppers are known to be able to, it's, it's kind of this, it's not a secret anymore, but it's, it's known that um, job hopping is one of the best ways to secure a higher salary pretty quickly versus people who stay. So is that true? How much of a raise are we talking about that we're seeing? Like what, what? I guess, you know, you hear this, but what is it
1: in reality? It ranges. So I've seen the executive level. So that senior director to that vice president, I've seen increases that look somewhere like 30% of total comp and above. Wow! Yeah. So it's significant. That's Um, a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot of money, right? Yeah. I mean, the average
0: raise is like 4%. So if you can job hop and get 30% raise, that's pretty good. That's
1: right. And then, you know, even for that mid-level person, those increases were hovering about 20, 23 to 25%. So there's a, again, that's a huge boost to someone who's used to seeing anywhere from two to 4% of a raise annually. Mm -hmm. So so there are some significant numbers that are happening um, when that person moves from one opportunity to the next.
0: Do you think, I guess this is sort of a flat out question, if someone's sitting in a role right now and they're like, I need to make significantly more money. Would you be like, then you got to go find a new job? Like, it's not worth the raise conversation with your boss and doing all that other stuff. Like, it let, and let's just pretend in this scenario, it's solely about money is like job hopping is the number one way to secure it. Sounds like that way significant bigger bump, right?
1: It is. So, the person who says, I'm so underpaid, and if they are, if they understand and know with some proven data, so they've done a little bit of research to understand how um, far behind they are to the next person in their role. If you're looking for that 25%, that 30% increase financially, definitely you can get it by changing jobs for for Mm -hmm. sure. Because most companies, the average company is not going to be able to adjust to that type of increase um, to your liking. So if you're looking for 25%, most companies aren't even prepared to answered that in that moment because their budgets may not be set up to take on such an increase.
0: Yeah. I don't know the exact stat, uh, but I thought I read somewhere that if you stay... Or maybe it was on this podcast, someone was saying that if you stay in a job for more than... Maybe it was like three to five years, then you end up losing salary because you're getting raises based off of your original salary versus what an incoming person is. And so one of the things... I think it was on this podcast. uh, And so one of the pieces of advice was that when you're doing your salary research, always ask new people who just started, what's your salary? Because it's like one of the best ways to know the market value or the market rate for your role is whoever just got hired, right? That's Correct. That's I thought that correct. was a really good hack. I was like, yeah, go, go get those new people <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, what's your name? And by the way, how much are you making? That sounds like a great introduction. <laughs> you know? interesting
1: conversation, but certainly yeah. if, you can, if you can get the, if you get an answer, then that is a great data point to use for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what are some other pros bef- besides increasing your salary to job hopping?
1: Mm-hmm. So this could be a pro, and then we could talk, and, and it could be maybe something that is not viewed as much. But when you start thinking about skill sets, so sometimes when you leave a company and you go to another company and do a similar role within that same vein, you may get access to different resources, different trainings that ultimately increases your value as a um, employee or a a professional in your in your career. So there's an opportunity to to I would say, enhance your toolkit, your your professional toolkit. so that's one actually having access to something new. So sometimes it's a mental thing where we all need a refresh, and sometimes we simply get burned out sitting in a role and doing a great job, and sometimes it's not even about the company. It's just needing a new experience. So a, a mental boost there. Um, and then, you know, finally, it could be just simply building on the the trajectory that you set for yourself in your career. So that next role may not necessarily be at your current company for you. You may have to just go somewhere else to find it. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. I have a friend. I'm not exaggerating. She was uh, moved roles inside of the company. So the company she was working at, she was in one department, internally moved to another department. From that department, which was sort of this like entry level, she ended up job hopping to another company where she became mid-level. Job hopped to another company where she was a director level. Over four years is now in the like C-suite level. And it's like, that sounds crazy because it used to take people 20 years to do those careers. But she did that all, I would say, in a matter of maybe like I mean, with COVID, sometimes my timing of these things is a little off, but like uh, maybe she did this mm-hmm. all in like six years, which is which is really impressive how quickly to your point about trajectory, like you can move up the quote unquote ladder a little faster with job hopping Um and and be and and I think your other point about having other experiences. I'm thinking about the person who always works at one company forever. They only know what they know, and it actually can be very beneficial in an interview or to the next company you go to to be like, I've worked at three different companies and we've done it three different ways, or you know that kind of to your point. Those are obviously some great pros. What are some of the cons of job hopping besides the fact that? you know, for employers, they hate this for obvious reasons. But what are some of the cons of job hopping for the individual?
1: So sometimes when you job hop, the resume tells a story before you show up. As we all know, that's why we create resumes, right? The reality of it is it may be sharing that you are a job hopper without giving you an opportunity to tell your story. So sometimes employers will say, oh, my goodness, look at this person. They moved four times within four years. This is someone who could be perceived as when the going gets rough, they exit. Yeah, so or they're always looking
0: for something better. Even if you give them a great offer, they will always be open to something always better, looking. right?
1: So that's something you have to be aware of and just be willing to take that risk. But that's one of those things. Employers will also look at, look at the person and say, hey, they're going to leave in about a year and it's going to take me six months to train them. So there's a huge investment that that company makes into that person. And what, again, that employer who's looking at your resume, they may say, wow, a lot of companies have made good faith efforts towards this employer, employee, and this person leaves. Yeah. So it could could kind of swing the other way on us.
0: I mean, I'm sure you've been part of meetings with hiring managers where it's between two candidates and they say... I don't like that that person switched jobs that many times. Make the offer to the other person. I know for a fact that is gets talked about, said it's part of the decision making process. So it's a huge con. So how much job hopping can you do before it impacts your career? Like, can you can you hop every two years? You know, three times in a row is more of a more uh, the beginning of your you know the first five years of your career. You can get away with it more. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think when you are early in your career, you're trying to find yourself. So I think when you're young and you're kind of mobile, you could tell an easy story, right? I was young. Yeah. I moved from one coast to the other and I wanted to live there. You could tell that story. I think as you progress in your career, you need to be mindful of those decisions because now it's your seasoned, and you need to be able to tell a mindful story or a very intentional story of why you moved from one position to the next because they will start looking at how you process the current roles or the roles as you're maturing in your, in your career. So I think younger, if you can do it while you're a bit younger, but still be mindful and not do, not do, not find yourself labeled as a job hopper where you're moving every year. So maybe it's better to think if I could stay in a role for two years, yeah, two and a half years, then you're kind of clearing that job hopper uh stigma.
0: Yeah. And I know this is sounds like a lot to people but I I look at that as like, you know, your first 5 years post grad, there's a lot of grace given to you to your point, you're figuring out, you might be moving, you know, you you get a lot of that. The 5 to 10 year mark, that second group of 5, it's like you're seasoned enough in your career where when you get asked an interview question, if you've only been there for 18 months, you might not be able to have a a complete story, right? Because as you get a little bit more mature in your career, projects take longer results. Like you're part of these like bigger things. And so I also feel like you can kind of filter this through with like, if you were prepping for an interview, can you make the storyline work? Do you have something to show and tell an accomplishment, right? It's, it's a little irritating to interview someone who's mid to senior level, who never stays anywhere long enough to see it through because you're like, then why would, to your point, why would we hire you and invest in you and like ask you to come and invest in managing or coaching uh, some of our more entry level or junior employees, right? So I do think it's interesting that this is something that they're seeing a lot with millennials because millennials at this point, I would say, are probably I'm thinking of like the age range, but like probably a little bit more mid level in their career. Um, Not Mm -hmm. all of them, obviously, you know, generation span a lot of years. But so it's 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 interesting that uh, so many of them have said, nope, never mind, I'm going to take the risk anyways. But to your point, if you can get the job, there there's also that. Any other thoughts on job hopping before we get into your? you've got some questions that you think people should ask themselves before they job Mm -hmm. hop, because I'm sure that's the next big thing. People are always trying to weigh the pros and cons. Anything else you want to mention about job hopping?
1: So one of the things that I hear um, a lot of my um, clients share is sometimes a company goes through ups and downs and all around them, people are deciding to make a move. And I would say... If your job hopping or you're looking to move based off of what's happening around you, others are leaving or all of your friends are moving from their current role to the next, I would say, make sure that you really want to put yourself in that situation to start hopping. And it's not driven by outside influences that may not have anything to do with you. So.
0: Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think there's a lot of comparison and feeling mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be the last one jumping ship. You know what I mean? Like if everybody's like, especially at work, you're like, if everybody's leaving, I don't want to be the last person here. Or if you feel like in the last year, all of your friends, you got, you know, got a new job and you're like, well, I, I, my life hasn't changed. Like, I do think there's a lot of external things that can push it to your point. There are times where you're just like, I'm great at my job, but I just want something new and different. So there is a lot of, um, I mean, that's why we're going to give some people some questions to filter through, but I think you're right. It's like job hopping I think starts a lot because of the money but then it gets deep down into this very like self-reflective stage of what do you truly want um I'm a big proponent of the good enough job which people can listen to past podcast episodes about that um and, you know, all I can tell you is like the grass is not always greener, right? <laughs> so, you know, pros and cons. Okay, so let's, I've, I've kind of hinted this, but let's go into the, the three considerations that you think people should ask themselves before they job hop. So your very first consideration uh, is what?
1: Yeah, I would say be careful of hopping solely for financials. Um, and what I mean by that is it sounds impressive to hear to receive a 20% increase to your base salary, or 30% if you're at that seasoned, more senior-level individual. I would tell you that you need to look at the tangible and intangibles of an offer. So, one, I would look at the base salary compared to your base salary, but are there things that you lose from your benefits package? So, you may have a base salary that's okay, but you have great benefits at your current employer. And your maybe your healthcare is there, no healthcare is cheap, but maybe it's quite affordable for you. You can move to a company and accept an opportunity where the, the uh, offer is 30% more than what you make. But then when you get there, or if you didn't research it or and review it beforehand, you can find that there's an exponential cost in your benefits. Yep. So really that increase was not all of that. You may have a great work-life balance where you are and where you're going because it's a great salary. The expectations may or may not be the same. They may expect for you to work 100 hours a week. I'm being ridiculous, but 100 hours a week. Where Now, you may be working a solid 40 hours a week and you can sign off. So I would say make sure you do your research and not get enamored by solely the financials because sometimes mm-hmm. that grass is not greener and you can put your fingers on it before you even hop to the next opportunity.
0: I also know people who have hopped to jobs that have told them they're going to pay them this big salary, but the company is a startup, they don't know where their funding's coming next. And guess what? They don't get they don't even have the job for the full year. You know, there's layoffs, right. there's this or that. So like also sometimes I always ask people, I'm like, just like, is that a real number? Is that number? Is that, is that like a salary that's sticking around? Or, you know, is there a lot of risk involved? So of course they can offer you a high salary because who knows if they'll be able to pay it for the whole year. You know, it's like, you're making a million dollars a year, but you're like employed for a month. That's, that's, you know, it's a totally different type of salary.
1: (laughs) That is so true. That's so true.
0: Okay. Tell us about your second consideration for people. I
1: think you want to think about how long would you want to stay in that role? So I've had clients who said, it was a great salary. It was a great opportunity. I knew that I wasn't going to stay there for a long time. I didn't see myself being at that company and retiring or spending multiple years. I would say, make sure you evaluate how long do you expect to stay in that role uh, so that you don't find yourself toppling uh, into that job hopper status because you didn't think through time in the role. I've heard some of my, some of my uh, clients have said, I knew there were some red flags when I was interviewing, but I thought it was a great opportunity and I took my chances anyhow. And that's everybody's mm-hmm. decision. You could certainly do that. But if you find yourself only going to be there where you're thinking you're only going to be there for a short period of time, figure out if that's worth it to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally follow that. There are times in your life where you're like, I'm willing to make the sacrifice. This is going to be more hours or whatever it is, but you're like, I'll take the pay and I'll be able to leverage that into my next career move. So it's like, look big picture and not, um, you know, just, I mean, yeah, that's really good advice. You know, sometimes, sometimes one thing is just a stepping stone to the next, and that that's good to know. And also, I think it will make it a little easier to be in that role when those tough moments happen, because you remember, you're like, "This is my north star. I'm going. I'm using this to get to that thing." Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And what's your third and final consideration?
1: Third and final is to evaluate how a move supports your ultimate career path or helps you pivot to the one that you desire. So so maybe state it differently be intentional in how that opportunity helps you for the long term so that when you think about when you are discussing your resume in front of the next camp, next interviewer you're able to say i took that role because it helped me get into an industry that i was so i was seeking or it helped you pivot to the next level of your career I think it's important to think about the story that you can tell that uh, will occur based off of the opportunity that you're considering. So I mm-hmm. believe that if we, if we take that time and just do a little bit of homework or self-reflection, it'll be easier to tell the story when that, res- when that job becomes part of your resume.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of being more proactive about these things than reactive, which mm-hmm. I know when that recruiter slides into your inbox and they tell you that salary's 30% more, it's hard not to react, but yeah, it's like it's it's the smart move. For people who are listening to this who maybe they like their current employer they've got a good gig but they're feeling this pressure of like am i missing out on something what's your advice to them do should they be asking for a raise should they you know be journaling to not feel this weird pressure like what's your advice
1: you know i would say if you're happy where you are and you just want to keep your toes in the marketplace or what to do so that life doesn't happen and you're behind the you know, behind everybody in your minds. I, I think there's nothing wrong with a few things and a couple of things to do. I think it's okay to t- keep keep your toes in the water, even when all is well where you are. So a lot of times I find that clients will say, No, I do not want to talk to a recruiter because I'm so happy where I am. Um, but I actually give different kind of advice. I would say, when you're happy where you are, and a recruiter calls. Listen, and then use that as a way to keep your data points going along your journey. You don't have to take the role or pursue it, but always stay open to a conversation. I also think you should always research your role while you're sitting there so that you are current on what's happening in the market that you work in or or the, the industry so that you have a good feel. Um, I, I just think that sometimes we get uncomfortable and we don't know why we're uncomfortable. And sometimes it's because we don't have information. And information a lot of times can make us comfortable in our situation and know that we're in the right place. Or sometimes it tells us it's time to move on. But I think when you're informed, you can make great decisions and move through your career journey quite comfortably.
0: Yeah, I think if you're feeling this pressure, there's other things you can do besides job hop. You can, to your point, take the call with the recruiter expand your network and be, you know, make it a point to kind of expand that a little bit more, spend some time thinking about if I were to move next time, what industries or companies, I mean, it's almost like the better way to do it is when you're not feeling rushed or pressured. And how can you stay proactive? One of the things I talked a lot about in my book are um, how to become your own career coach, you know, like, how can you sort of keep your career development going with these proactive and conscious efforts without, feeling like you always are doing it when all of a sudden you need something? Because of course, you're going to do it when you need something. But how can you kind of stay on top of it? Well, Wanda, these were great tips for all the people who are out there. Also, last thing I just want to remind you all, I loved this hack is if you are happy in your role, but you do want to make sure that you're not falling behind salary-wise, see if you can talk to some people who recently got hired at your company and see hopefully the companies are adjusting for whatever increases they're doing for new people, but I wouldn't trust that. So I would just go and have those conversations. If you can build those relationships to your point, you want to know your market data because there are people who do go ask for a 20% raise. It's like really blows the company's mind, but I, it's not unheard of. I have heard of people getting 20% raises at their company. So Just want to put it out there. Job hopping is not the only way to get a raise increase, but raise increases maybe are going to take a little different type of work versus, uh, interviewing for a new job and, you know, getting the offer, which I think that's because people are very comfortable with that process. They feel like I know it. it's this formal process versus the ask for a raise thing feels very, um, intimidating, but, uh, these are fantastic tips and everyone, just so you guys know, I want to remind you all that Wanda is one of our career contesta coaches. So you can literally work one-on-one with her on your job <laughs> search strategy, all, all the strategies you want. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, Wanda, anything else you want to wrap up? with?
1: No, I don't think I don't think I have anything else to add. I've enjoyed it. And uh, thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please remember to rate our show and leave a review. It helps us so much. And I know you guys are all sick of me saying this every week, but it really does help our show and the reviews are working because more people are listening, which is fantastic. If you want to learn more about Wanda and how you can book a session with her, she's one of the Career Contessa coaches or any of the coaches, go ahead and check out our show notes, or you can always click on coaching when you go to the Career Contessa website. Lastly, if you are job searching and you want some help, we have an online course called the job search Academy that will help you figure out what it is you want to do, how to tailor your resume, tailor your applications and get that new job. And we've linked to that online course also in the show notes.